Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You know when Jesus says, the one who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks the door will be opened unto them. Did you know that in the original language it carries the idea of ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Don't stop. Knock, keep on knocking. Don't stop. Don't give up. Yeah, but pastor, it's been, I've been praying for them for years. What, okay, you're going to stop now? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 2 Thessalonians. Sometimes in our prayers to God, we may ask Him to do something only once. And if the prayer isn't answered, we assume God won't do what we're asking. But in today's message, Pastor J.D. will remind you that prayer must be persistent. Don't just pray once, but over and over and over until the thing in God's will is done. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of this broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. It's this last one that I want to spend the remainder of our time on. And I think you'll see why here in a moment. It's in verses 4 and 5, and it's persistency. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of persistency in prayer. Here, Paul confidently prays for them. He asks for prayer from them, but he also prays for them specifically that the Lord will direct them to continue and persevere in God's love for them. The inference being, the implication being, that this was an issue for them. This was a struggle for them. The perseverance, the endurance, the confidence. So Paul knew what they needed prayer for. This is an area that I I want you guys to know, I know that you need prayer. Because you need to continue and persevere and persistently pray. Actually, confidently and persistently praying is the key to answer prayer. And I'll explain how I get there. It's praying confidently which fuels, really the confidence in prayer, is the fuel in the tank of the persistence in prayer. Maybe better said, I'm not going to continue praying if I don't have any confidence that that prayer is going to get answered. Whereas if I do have confidence and faith and trust and believe that God will answer my prayer if I will but persist, then I'll persist. I hope that 
Doesn't sound like a play on words, but maybe I can say it this way. And again, I know Arabs shouldn't use airplane analogies, but (laughs) confidently and persistently are the two wings on the uh, airplane of prayer. That's what makes it fly. You, You need both. You need both. It's that confidence. I, I think about David. I, I, I would have lost heart, but I remain confident knowing, Psalm 27, 13 and 14, that, that I will see the answer to my prayer, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> You'll see. I, I, I'm still confident. I haven't lost confidence. And I'm going to continue to persist and persevere and endure. And by the way, prayer might be simple, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. Simple is not synonymous with easy. Maybe I need to explain that a little bit more and expound on that. Just because something is simple doesn't mean that it's easy. Prayer's hard work. Laboring in prayer. Paul, in fact, to the Thessalonians, we saw this in his first epistle, he actually describes his love for them and his prayer for them like a woman travailing in labor. That's how much he loved them. He labored in prayer for them. Now listen, if I, you know, I was present at the birth of all four of our children, and I want you to know, it was very painful. <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> I have a profound respect and admiration and adoration for my wife, four women who have given birth. Oh my Goodness. My wife did not, I mean, all of our births, except for Noelle, because of her trisomy 18, she did not uh, have an epidural. It was natural. And I mean, she felt everything. And I was there. She was holding my hand one time and cut off the blood circulation, and they turned, started turning white, and I was looking at her, trying to tell her... <laughs> And I have video to prove it too, by the way. We videotaped all of the births. I mean, that labor room, when that woman is in labor, giving birth, and that's what Paul is comparing, his love for them and his prayer for them too. I have to confess that as the pastor of this loving church, and God knows I love you, but that that convicts me. I mean, I don't know if I could say that. You know? That's love. And think about this. Aren't the ones that we pray for the most the ones that we love the most? Right? goes hand in hand. Let's talk about this persistency in the context of this parable that Jesus taught in Luke 18. 
We affectionately refer to it as the parable of the persistent widow. And this is actually a, a often misunderstood parable. And you understand the, the, the point of a parable is to parallel, para, come alongside, a comparison. So that's what this parable is. And Jesus taught in parables. And in verse 1 of Luke 18, we're told, then Jesus told his disciples a parable. And here was the point of the parable to show them that they should always pray and never give up. That's the point of the parable. Now, here's the parable. (laughs) He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. Wow, nice guy. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. We're not told how long, but it sounds like some time went by. And it sounds like she bugged him every day, all day, every night, all night, until finally he just couldn't take it anymore. And Jesus says, finally, he said to himself, (laughs) okay already. (laughs) He didn't say it like that, but even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice (laughs) so that she won't eventually come and attack me. In other words, just here, leave me alone. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust, unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, and this is interesting, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The reason that's interesting to me is because we know that prayer is an expression, a demonstration of faith. I mean, come on. Let's be honest, if we didn't have faith, we wouldn't pray. What would be the point? Just the very fact that you would pray means you have faith, right? So what Jesus is saying here is, (laughs) you, you have not because you ask not. And, and, and the reason you ask not is because you have faith not. And James would echo this. But what's striking to me is that Jesus would teach a parable comparing God to this unjust judge, and for good reason. Because the idea here is that if the unjust judge because of the tenacity and the persistence of this widow who will not leave him alone, will grant 
the justice, answer, the prayer, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is just, answer your prayer? You know when Jesus says, the one who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks the door will be opened unto them. Did you know that in the original language it carries the idea of ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Don't stop. Knock, keep on knocking. Don't stop. Don't give up. Yeah, but pastor, it's been, I've been praying for them for years. Okay, you're going to stop now? Does it have an expiration date on it? You're just going to give up? Yeah, I just, God's not answering my prayer. Oh, (laughs) that's where you're wrong. God always answers your prayer. You just may not like the answer that he has for your prayer. See, he's either going to answer it in one of three ways. He's either going to say, yes, I always love the yeses. Like, yes, thank you, Lord. Or no, why not? Or thirdly, not yet. Wait. I think about Isaiah 30, verse 18, where it says that the Lord will wait to be gracious unto you. I like how one quipped, well said, said it best this way, when the request in prayer is wrong, God says no. When you're wrong, God says grow. When the timing is wrong, God says slow. But when the request is right, and you're right, and the timing is right, God says go. You know, sometimes God will not answer the prayer at the time that you want Him to, because that would not be the best for you. One of the things that has changed my prayer life in a profound way is this simple truth that God will always answer my prayers exactly the same way I would answer my own prayers if I knew what He knew. Sometimes I, in my way of thinking, (laughs) picture because I know God's got a sense of humor. I picture God in heaven when I pray, and I, I'm praying specifically, and I'm humbling myself, and persistently, and, you know, with specificity, and humility, and, and I'm praying, and I'm crying out to God, and it's like God's saying, you don't want me to answer that prayer. Because if I answered that prayer, oh, You know, I heard one say it this way many years ago. It always stuck with me. I always thank God for answered prayer, but sometimes I thank God more for the prayers that He didn't answer. Because, you know, you you look back in retrospect. You know, I keep a prayer list. I've done this for many years. And sometimes I'll take the time, and it's very healthy for me, (laughs) to go back over some of those prayers. So I have the date that I prayed it, the the prayer, the specific prayer, it's in Excel in a spreadsheet. I know they have clinical terms for this, but you know it's all organized and so anyway, <laughs> enough of my problems. So I have the date, the prayer, 
the date that it was answered, and how it was answered. I've been doing this for years. I also have a prayer journal. So every so often I'll, I'll go back over that prayer list. We're talking, you know, 10 years ago. And, and I'm reading this prayer request, and, and first of all, I'm, I find myself apologizing. God, I'm so sorry I prayed for that. <laughs> what was I thinking? You weren't. And no, no wonder you didn't answer it. Thank you for not answering that prayer that I prayed that day that way. Because if you would have answered that prayer that day that way, it would have been catastrophic. Sometimes we pray and we're very specific. And, 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 and it's like God's saying, that's it? That's all? In other words, we, we pray too low, too small. Here's God. And never imagine there's a, there's a, you know, kind of a disgust or an impatience or a disdain on God's part. I, I think it's just such a compassionate, loving kindness that, and patience. Oh my goodness. You know, when, you know, we, we pray and he's just like, man, I, 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 I am God. Why are you praying so little when your God is so big? And why'd you stop, by the way? Why did you give up? Why'd you toss in the towel so quickly? Oh, if you would have but persisted in prayer. You know, it's kind of interesting because just the persisting and enduring in prayer. Because it is hard work. You're laboring in prayer. It changes you. You know, we say prayer changes things. I've heard it said this way, prayer changes the prayer. Changes the prayer. When you persist and never give up. Let me close this way. I don't know what it is for you. Lord does. I want to encourage you, whatever it is. I, and I, I mean this, don't take this the wrong way. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't care how hard it seems, how impossible it is. How, how, I mean, big the problem may seem. I don't care. If you will but pray and persist in prayer, God will answer your prayer no matter what it is. He can't not. I know that's not proper English. It's inconsistent with who he is. Think of it as an earthly parent, fallen, imperfect, sinful. Your child comes to you, cries out to you. Are are you not going to respond? How much more your heavenly father, when you cry out to him, he will hearken unto the voice of your cry. That's just who he is. And that's how good he is. You know, when our boys were young, this is 
many years ago now. Um, this is when the whole let him cry it out thing was popular. You know what I'm talking about? Let him cry it out. You know, don't pick him up, you know, every time. and Because then you're going to, you know, they're, they're going to grow up that way. You're going to mess him up bad. I, you know, my wife and I were talking the other day. We really messed up. You know, even with our daughter who's 13 now. I mean, we, we made a couple of corrections, but still, man. We, I, I asked her, I said, do you, do you think we're good parents? She said, no, no, we're not good parents. <laughs> you know, we, we read all the books on parenting before we had children. And then once we, we had our firstborn son, man, those things went in the rubbish. But we read the books about, let him cry it out. So, you know, we, you know, don't pick him up. Don't pick him up. They're crying. Don't pick him up. Let him, sit, let him cry. Let him cry it out. So we tried that. So, you know, we go in our room. And, I mean, it, it was like, what, I'm supposed to sleep through this? I mean, that, my, my child is crying. I, I, I'm going to let him cry it out. God doesn't let me cry it out. I mean, I think I lasted, I want to say about, I might have made a minute. I think it was more like 45, 50 seconds. I'm in that room. It's okay. Here, nurse him. (laughs) Come on, you did the same thing, guys. Make Make it stop. Make it stop here. Nurse him. I say that to say this lastly. You know how the the sound of your child crying, just, I mean, everything within you is going crazy? How much more is that true with our Heavenly Father? He's going to respond. Whatever it is, never, never, never give up. Especially for those of you online in particular, that wayward daughter, that prodigal son, never stop praying for them. I know sometimes it seems like the harder you pray, the worse they get. Never give up. Never give up. Never stop. Persist in prayer. Persist in prayer. Thanks for joining us today for In Spirit and Truth. Pastor J.D. has been teaching through the New Testament book of 2 Thessalonians, a letter penned by the Apostle Paul to encourage a church that was doing its best to stand for truth against false teaching. Is that something you face today too? It's possible there are many in this world that don't know the whole truth of the Bible and pick and choose what passages they like, even twisting words to fit their agenda. Don't let their lies confuse you. Take all that you hear back to the Bible itself. We hope today's teaching has inspired and encouraged you and that you're eager to continue learning from God's Word. We'd be honored to be praying for you during this study. Would you let us know how we can be doing that? 
You can connect with us by visiting our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com, and clicking on Contact under the About tab. We'll get in touch with you as soon as we can. You'll also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You're welcome to interact with us there. Pastor J.D.'s teachings are also available on YouTube. Links to all of these are available at our website. Are you part of a church? We want to encourage you to find and begin regularly attending a church in your area if you haven't already. If you're near Kaneohe, come visit us. You'll find all the information you need, including service times and directions to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. All that and more can be found at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. With your wind.